Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krosgaard here with Josh Olswich. Josh, how you doing? Big boy. Nope. 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 Sorry, I said that again. <laughs> <laughs> big boy Brian, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I couldn't quite catch the big boy Brian bit. It clipped a little bit, but that's okay. Um, is that a fat joke or? No, it's just a, I don't know. Land or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it was in my head. Definitely not a fat joke. Okay. So I, I apologize to joke. you, to the audience, <laughs> um, <laughs> my family. Love fat people. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for <laughs> thanks everybody for being here uh, for another day of Chopcast. Um, we go down, we go up, and we end up back at the same place again. Um, They're back again. Satoshi's tale. Yeah, yesterday was exciting for like I don't know what twelve hours, um, and then here we I don't are even today, know what kind of to fading think. back. What do we What do we think? Tell me what you think. I don't know what happened yesterday. I don't know why we stopped where we stopped. I, I thought for sure we'd go down. I'm glad I wasn't short because I would have been super super annoyed. Uh, I don't know if there was a mini short squeeze. If people were unwinding hedges. I have no idea because legacy was even up like five or 6% uh, yesterday. Just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, if anybody has no idea what we're talking about, it's because of uh, CPI was released yesterday for the month prior. And it showed that CPI was unchanged, AKA inflation uh, core, which is, you know, the way they measure all this stuff is so archaic and nonsense, but they sort of break it down into different categories and excluding certain things. TLDR is it's not where the Fed likely wants it to be. It likely means continuous rate hikes until this thing gets under control. And the, there's no reason to be optimistic as far as risk assets are concerned. You and, know, that's why it doesn't make any sense. And yet yesterday's candle was wild because... It was a, like the second largest trading range this year it was wow. yesterday. I saw a yeah. stat on that. Um, uh, in legacy, sorry. So this is the minute. This is when CPI came out. We're actually right back to that level right now, which is funny enough. The five, the one minute, not even the five minute, that immediately dumped multiple percent, um, and then retraced all of that, grind, grinded higher, and then today down another percent and a half. I mean, this is just tremendously painful for anybody involved, pretty much. Um, if anybody's doing that on low time frames, but it, yesterday had the potential to set a reversal. Maybe this is the perfect entry for that. You're just backfilling the candle a little bit before you continue to have some upside. But um, like, who's buying here? Why are they buying here? Why would anybody buy? Here? Like none of it. There's no good answers to any of those questions. Well, I've got one of those good answers right here on my screen right now. I'll put it on SPX instead of the SPY. Uh, this is a, Breach and reclaim of the 200-week moving average perfectly on the S&P. Um, that is the only thing I find interesting about this market. Everything else is trash. There was somebody who mentioned that it, the bounce was based on technicals. Maybe it was based on that. <laughs> something like that, a variety of something like that. Um, everybody's laying off everybody in every business that I've seen every headline, you know, what was it? Uh, Intel laid off like 20,000 people or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not 20,000, 20% of their workforce. I wonder if some of that's just companies that got fat and lazy. And we're talking oh, about it making, for sure is. fat problems again. 
gosh. Uh, <laughs> it for sure is. But at the same time, those aren't like good news headlines, you know? Yeah, those no. Growth it's not things you things. do when it's frothy. It's things you do when you have an excuse to buckle down, though, you know? And um, anyway, it, it, yeah. I, I, My point I is agree. the fundamentals are still completely wrecked. Yeah, the fundamentals. Yeah, all that, all that. I agree with all of that. There's nothing to love except for the fact that it's long-term mean reversion. <laughs> and historically, historically, it's an okay place to be. Um, now, if you get into monthly views and things like that, it looks like this is maybe a short-term short bounce opportunity with long-term problems. Um, one other line to highlight there, just this monthly support from August 2020. Pretty clean. Um, not quite, though, to the pre-COVID highs, which would be a more natural place to stop, but... Um, just, you know, throwing out a few things here. I, uh, well, Andrew in the chat mentions DCA yeah. either way and DCAers are going to be the all-stars down the road for sure. You know, even if you're DCA like bi-weekly, like paycheck DCA, like 200 bucks a week, whatever you can afford, whatever. For it. Yeah, exactly. Great time for it. In, in, in any market at this point, right? Um, I, I have told. Not, not financial advice, but. Yeah. Since. Since the first big breakdown, like the capitulatory breakdown from 3AC, that was when I finally messaged a couple of people who'd been asking me. And I was like, hey, if you DCA for two years, I think you'll be happy in five. <laughs> like that's basically my only strategy, my only non-official financial <laughs> advice uh, to anyone that's asked me previously. And I honestly, it's going to be my own strategy, I think. Um, my crypto exposure is not what I want it to be. But I, uh, that would be my path to getting it to where I want it to be over the long term and just sat, being satisfied with the price. Um, it, uh, it's just an incredibly difficult trading environment right now for anybody who's actively trading this. Yeah. My, uh, my big issue is just this dollar strength and what's going to stop it because the fundamentals behind this don't support the top that it looks like technically. Um, that's, yeah, that's another thing that we've sort of talked about for weeks that just – Technicals look toppy on DXY. Yeah. And that's what everything's time, correlated to. You might as well not trade anything but this chart. <laughs> you know, like, it's just a ridiculous chart. But well, there won't be any relief in anything until that thing settles down at the very least. Right. You know, even if it's indirectly correlated with DXY. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you know saw this, but like UK bonds, the gilts. I learned that uh, somebody on a Another podcast expressed why they're called gilts. I think it was Animal Spirits. Uh, do you know why they're called gilts? I don't. Because the old school um, paper distribution of those bonds had gilted edges, like the gold foil edges on the certificates. Oh, see, I thought it was like an acronym for something. That's why they called them gilts. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, uh Anyway. Like like publishers clearinghouse type thing, I guess. Yeah. Right, if if anybody's old enough to know what that is in the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's the BOE said they're gonna halt their bond purchases today, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't see. Or that. that's already that's already they said Friday. I don't know what time it is in the UK right now, but um, they were sort of supporting their own market. The problem with bonds is there's too many too many sellers and not enough buyers, right? So <laughs> I saw a stat today: the sixty forty portfolio 
has had its worst performance this year in the past hundred years. Yeah. Yep. It is, uh, you know, so where do you go? What do you do? Right. Well, it doesn't look like you go to precious metals. They all look like trash. Um, I mean, that's all these charts just look, look really bad. Another great chart I saw today from the fidelity analyst. Uh, I forget his name. It's like Timmer or something, I think. Um, and basically QE versus global indices. And it's, you know, it's hyper correlated now, which just tells you that these financial markets aren't really capitalism or, uh, you know, a buyer finding a seller. It's more or less like the Fed or the global heads of uh, these banks just sort of making the market up and down, you know. Yep. Um, that was a good chart. What was that one? ENS? That was ENS, which... It makes me Tim, sad. Tim Timmer? No. It makes me sad because it was actually my favorite trade idea of the past couple months that I didn't actually follow through on. Um, I was looking at it in this consolidation. Well, there's 14. a few things I like about that chart as well as the fundamentals of ENS, but there's, there's tons of inverted head and shoulder fractals on that. Yep. yep. Uh, and that whole thing is a massive inverted head and shoulder fractal. But, I honestly um, think you could still like the, the break above 20 back to 40 is a nice potential long-term play if let's, you get not, let's not get that excited but well, i'm just saying no, if, you get maybe, a, if you get no. a tailwind sure um i was gonna say the uh the registrations for those are banging just continually pushing monthly highs which re- uh is interesting yeah i registered a new ens yesterday wow my last name dot eth not actually my last name it was Krog's guard <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> my last name dot eth would be funny <laughs> um, checking it right now going to ENS domain search literally I'm doing it no but it, I like I like the ENS stuff because it uh, turns addresses into like a human readable and rememberable address it's obviously terrible for like privacy purposes and uh, all sorts of other reasons but it's still like a great idea for like Joe Public you know, it's a digestible concept that people know in uh, Web 2, I guess you could say. I'm extremely bullish on ENS. Um, I also have some very, in my opinion, valuable ENS domains. And I actually explored because it was popping off so much. I was like, hey, what's the market look like for, you know, high quality ENS? And I had some people DM me and I talked to them. And man, did I get some low ball thoughts. <laughs> like... You're in a bear market. You don't sell those in a bear market. You sell them for from an ETH relative basis. I think you could. Like if you have a great ENS domain that you could sell for 100 ETH or something, 100 ETH is a lot of money uh, at ETH $10,000. But if you can get it at ETH $1,300, it's not a big tax hit. You know, just denominate an ETH, sell ETH relative, and be fine. It ain't much, but it's an honest wage. That's big brain thinking right there, Josh. (laughs) <laughs> of course, for things that I thought might be worth 100 ETH, the market did not. I'm saying, who's going to buy it? Who's the buyer? Who's the other side of that trade? Oh, I right. think there's, I think there's some out there. I mean, the dumb stuff is actually doing pretty well, like the 10K Club for triple digit ENS. Have you seen those? So, like, yeah, those buying again, six, like all other NFTs, six four two dot ETH. You know, the the floor for those is pretty high. I think it's 30 ETH or something like that. But if you look at all of the high-performing NFTs, like the sought-after stuff is doing fine. 
But that's a stupid yeah. sought after stuff. Like, no, a, but it a doesn't matter. I, I could argue it's all stupid. <laughs> like, what does it matter? Right. Um, I'm a big fan of dictionary words, I guess is my point. Big, big fan of dictionary words. So, my point is all of the NFTs, not the floor stuff, not the stuff in the middle, but like the actual premier, you know, cream of the crop um, might be down significantly, but it's doing better than the rest of yeah. the, the group, you know, on a relative basis. Yep, I agree. Um, Just because you're looking at ETH, I was looking at the the burns over the past week. It's up slightly. Again, that's that's the single most important chart that anybody should be paying attention to. Well, you know, there was some somebody Is called it a Ponzi. I'm not here to confirm or deny, but it was ETH one of those. Or? No, uh, a token that was <laughs> helping cause ETH to burn. Oh, okay. It was some uh, some token that had like a big locking mechanism and. You know, here's what your 10 year from now tokens are worth. You're a millionaire from your $5,000 buy, that kind of thing. Of course, um, yeah. But the ETH still kind of looks like 2015 BTC to me, the, based on looking at the weekly moving average type stuff. I, I could see a world. Uh, I don't think so at all. I think it needs another 250 days. Oh, if yeah. it's flat for another 250 days, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, but like grind along like this. It's right. It's like but, it's in the first half of this. Okay, that's I sure. I'm not gonna fight that. Yeah, I mean it's early. It's, it's early everywhere you objectively look. true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean if if we can flatten out like we sort of are and have been, the longer the better. The longer we just we just like brush off all this nonsense with everywhere with macro and the fed. Uh, if we start buying every dip for the next six months, yeah, we have a chance, but I just, I'm not on that in that camp yet. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, I certainly, when I look at Bitcoin in particular, it looks, it looks more like six K all over again. Uh, which is if you're being honest about that Bitcoin chart, like 12 easy, right? Yeah. It looks like it. It looks like this if anything, right if anything that could be a descending triangle or something like. Yep. That's why I'm shocked it held that level at 18. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I don't want it to go to 12, but it just that's what it looks like it wants to do. My my gut, like, if Bitcoin pierced 10k, it's turbo bottom. Like somebody brags about their sub 10k Bitcoin fill. You know, never below 10k again stand in front of a freight train because you know like at that point china banned bitcoin again and like everything else right um like everything the america's banning bitcoin by that (laughs) uh global recession liquidity crisis blah 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 and sub 10k bitcoin is comfy and at that point obviously 1300 eth is not holding either but Anyway. No, I mean, if we're going to 12 on BTC, ETH is going to 800 probably. Yeah, sweep the lows. Yeah. Um, but Because all the, all the trend metrics, all bearish, everything across the board. Yeah. There's not a single thing, not a single cross, a single MA. Nothing's going to help you here that says, yeah, we look good. If anything, the Bollinger Bands on the weekly for BTC look like we're, we're brewing that push to 12 here over the next couple of weeks. Or, Unless we or the squeeze, 20. or the squeeze. Emmanuel in the chat says, all your bearishness turns me bullish. And then in parentheses, at least short term. 
And that's the problem. Like, it's really hard to look at the fundamentals and be very bullish beyond something squeezy. I think you can get a 20, 30, 40, 50% move imminently uh, to the upside. But you need the economy and the broader market and the Dixie to all calm down and tell you more obviously that the that there that it's a buying opportunity. Um, and then we're, we just don't have proof in the market. I'm not trying to be bearish. I'm not trying to be bearish at all. It's just you need the market to show it. Yeah, I think we'll be fine long term. But in this cycle currently where we sit, things need to calm down. You know, if Dixie calmed down, if Russia, Ukraine calmed down, if we took our hand off the nuke button a little bit, uh, <laughs> if if uh, the Fed pivoted, which is not going to happen in a million years, in a million timelines. But, I will, I will say, being bearish because you're afraid of nuclear war is stupid. Because if we have nuclear war, it's the last of your worries, what your coins are doing. You know, like, you're just, it's all over at that point. That's... You know, what was that movie that came out on Netflix? Just Look Up or something like that? Um, yeah. Like, why Why bother? You just have dinner with your family, enjoy your last moments on Earth, and go out with the bang. It's like the guy, uh, I don't even know if I should bring this up, but wasn't there a guy in the Twin Towers who was shorting airlines? As While he was in the towers? towers? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Wow. It could be like folklore. I don't know, but um, it's kind of like the same, same type of thing. Like, you know, like your priorities are a bit skewed. I'm going to short, short Bitcoin because a nuke dropped. <laughs> what? I think the market will react to that, you know? Well, yeah. And Obviously, also the all the other nukes. Worries, saying, but look, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's so it's absurd. It's so absurd. Um, you have the Bollinger Band up now. And on the weekly, the reason why this is bearish is because we're below that 20 SMA. Uh, I don't have the colors on here, but the squeeze is about as tight as it was um, kind of historically where we get these these moves. It's it's getting there. I don't have BB uh, Bollinger Band with on there either, but... Anyway, it's, point is, it's the tightest in brewing. a couple years, hasn't it? Isn't it? Uh, let me just add this real quick. Hold on. Uh, a couple of years, but um, Elderberry Workshop. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't even know they were publicly traded, Elderberry. Um, Bollinger Band width, you can look at this if you're playing the home game. Look at that. And we can sort of see where we are on a squeeze level. So we had a similar squeeze before the breakdown in April. Part of that, yeah, it was the break, a break up in 2020. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's got a little it's ways to there. go. It's getting there. I think in in two to three weeks, we will know if we're going to 12 or not. I mean, look at that one in September 2019. That's just um, ridiculous. Octobre. Oh, this? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the alternative side to this is if we get back above that 20 week, right? If we just sort of crush our way into it, uh, which is, I'm not ruling that out, you know, but I'll believe it when I see it. But if I had to make a trade today in this moment, it would be short uh, based on how this sits. Both at 6K and 4K, just huge squeezes of 
low volatility. And you see all those green candles now on that 4K one, but I swear you and I were some of the only people that were bullish in the entire market at that time. Oh, over here? Yeah. yeah. No, I remember that very well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were one of the few who were bullish there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't look doesn't look good across the board anywhere anywhere you look. Unfortunately, uh, Josh, a, a guest, a seam said, "Is the Ichimoku <laughs> part over?" So the, the the audience demands a little cloud analysis. Oh yeah, no, we can talk about the cloud. Um, Oof! Get through that. Look at that twist up there, huh? Eh? Twenty twenty three magnet. <laughs> yeah, like like I said earlier, there's nothing that's going to help you from a bullish perspective because you could say, "Well, this is a TKC clamp." There's a disequilibrium here, and I'd say, "Sure," but look at what happened in 2018 and how long this took to sort of get back, even to the cloud. So I'm almost certain in 2018, I also talked about that twist in the cloud with you <laughs> before the breakdown. Yeah. That yeah. Way. I mean, these things on a chart, <laughs> on a chart, they might not look like they're that big of a deal and it's hard to like, remember this stuff week over week. And, but no, it's a hundred percent. The checklist is we're below the cloud. Okay. We're bearish. We're bearish twist. We're bearish, we're bearish to get across. We're bearish. You know, there's, there's nothing else to really that says. Say. Short, that says short, big bounces is what that says. Uh, it says expect down over up for sure. So yes, yeah. it says look for shorts, not look for longs. Uh, on the daily, it's pretty messy-ish, but at the same time, it's also fairly clear that uh, this is bearish. There's, there's no bullishness here at all. It really is telling you get over 22, 23, something like that before you would even begin to change your mind yeah the reason i 22 is also sorry let me find a different chart here 22 is the 200 week right oh maybe it's higher we've also never had a 200 day and 200 week cross ever yeah so that'll be that'll be fun and bearish but um <laughs> The, the good news is everything is like so bearish, like the daily cloud, right? It's it's so bearish that the moment we get back above this thing, you can say with reasonable certainty that we have a shot here, you know? You're saying there's a chance. That's why I like this this congested area of like 22 to 24. Maybe we Adam and Eve, right? That's, that's the bullish case here is we Adam and Eve to 24 and then we break out to 30. That's That's the bullish case. Yeah. Uh, and then ETH. Probably not really going to have good shots at that stuff until 2023, though, honestly. I mean, it's it's October 14th, y'all. <laughs> we have 75 days left this year, something like that. 77? Not, yeah, no, not a lot. We don't have a lot of time to get moving here if we're going to get moving. Uh, and then ETH, you could argue, bear flag, rising wedge, I don't know, whatever, call it something. It's still in this channel. You know, we've been in this channel for months now. So I, I just don't have anything. I don't like that ETH is just like cliffing on all these levels. It's cliffing on the pivot, the 200 week, previous all time high. Um, Do you remember the 2018 bottom in December, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve? And stocks. Oh, stocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. 
I would love to see something like that if we're going to go down. Like just get it on low liquidity where you feel like it's a holiday, end of year, seasonal components are involved, that kind of thing. Santa rally? That's not Santa. No, that's a Santa dump fest. <laughs> it's an inverse Santa rally. Um, it just seems right, doesn't it? Everybody was looking for Q4 resolution. And in this scenario, it's like Q4 downwards euphoria, like pure panic. <laughs> it's a down, downtober. <laughs> downtober, down November, down December. Um, yeah, unfortunately, there's just not, uh, we're too correlated to legacy, and legacy is too bearish. So until we decouple significantly, it's hard to imagine we do anything uh, bullish anytime soon. Yeah, I, I'm i not trying to be overly bearish. I know I'm goofing around a little bit, but it's not a good yearly um, <laughs> for what it's worth. Yearly? Who looks the, at the yearly? the S&P. Oh, I mean, that thing is just, it's just so over for, for all that. All the, the free money era, the low cost of capital era. There's still a lot of repricing happen, happening. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, multiplier um, adjustments where uh, that's another thing I heard on a podcast where it was like, Oh, if you, you know, you like this stock as a value at 15 to one, you'll love it at five to one. <laughs> you know? uh, but we haven't had the earnings component go down, right? Like for the most part, expectations are going down. Multiples are going down, but the earnings themselves have still been all right. Um, Maybe not according to expectations, but certainly there's profitability and all that. What if your earnings go down and your multiples go down? And just you know, that's your that's your depth of the recep- uh, recession type of stuff. Um, I still think there's massive displacement in the market. Pricing's high. Um, I'm not sure if earnings are still really high. Like, is profitability still really good? Uh, in my own life, some of the things that I look at, things look very expensive. Um, but like price sensitivity seems to be kicking in a little more. Uh, I'm making stuff up, just an- totally anecdotal. Um, yeah, I mean, inflation hasn't really relaxed at all. So, yeah. Uh, fortunately, the Fed needs to take rates to the level of inflation. That's the reality. And that's 2x from here as far as rates are concerned, right? Yeah, I think they should just be doing it slower. I think the chances of soft landing when 75 basis point increases at a time is a little tough. But if you taper to 50 to 25, like you're still having an impact. And you're, it may take longer. It may take multiple years. But um, I think you can accomplish the goal still. Well, is that acceptable within their dual mandate? Brian. I don't know, man. I'm just saying if I was the Fed chair, I'd be I'd be tapering. Somebody asked if I have a Shopify position. No. Uh, I don't. It looks pretty bad on the quarterly chart there. <laughs> That's the other thing about crypto charts is like they haven't retraced to their COVID levels and a lot of these NASDAQ components have, you know? Yeah. So it could always be worse. <laughs> as bad as this is, it could always be worse. Um, you know, meta um PayPal. What did you think of that PayPal news? Uh, it's not great. 
they Let me look up that chart. I mean, it looks like some lawyer got out over their skis. They, uh, yeah, this chart is just tragically bad. You know, that's a really, really bad one. You know, one that looks really bad to me that's not broken down. Hit, hit me with it. Tesla. We talked about it last week or two weeks ago. It is now like this is a Peter Brandt special here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if I squint, that's definitely head and shoulders. I I really think Tesla has a lot of downside potential. I'm not saying I want Elon to lose. Um, I think the most entertaining path would be a Tesla stock just crumbling, but you know, I don't necessarily want ill will on anyone. No, I don't either. Um, I just, from a chart perspective, it looks like a last bastion of quasi holding together. Now I say that it's probably down. Yeah. 50% off the highs, but I think it's a stock that could go. 70, 80% off the highs easily. Yeah, for level it, two for, data. And for it in the to... chat has the right train of thought with uh, NASDAQ is currently at the July 2020 lows, which is equivalent to BTC being at 8.8K and ETH at 220. ETH, imagine ETH sub 500. Yeah. That's another, like, that's another thing I don't like want a... to happen, but I would love to see them the meth head maxi tears is, uh, you know, ETH just crumbling after the happening or triple happening or whatever. I don't think it's going to happen though. I know, but just imagine the entertainment value. <laughs> <laughs> like they built this thing up for years. Like we're going to do this thing. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be so bullish. Um, and then just nothing comes out of it. Yeah. Now, eventually something will come out of it. They, they will win at the end of the day. Uh, but not anytime soon. For Tesla to get to pre-COVID levels, it'd have to go down 85% off the top at least, which is, even from the current price, that's another 70%. That's a nice trade. Yikes. Yikes. Another thing with ETH I saw today was the OFAC compliant blocks surpassed 51% because of uh, MEV boost which in my head I associate with ASIC boost in that it's just a better way to validate blocks uh, from a profitability perspective. It's terrible for the chain, but if you're a validator, you're dumb for not using that process, right? Um, it's incentiv- it's, it, it incentivizes you to become OFAC compliant, I guess is another way of thinking about it. Let's right? see. What's OFAC? What's OFAC? Yeah. Um. Why am I blanking on it? The Office of Comptroller something, something, something. Come on, chat. Office of Foreign Assets Control. Assets Control. It's it's a way to censor the chain. Yeah. And the proof of stake stuff and whatnot makes that easier. Right. Boo. Um, does this look like an ETF that would have a lot of inflows to you? Uh, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to comment on ETFs or ARK. <laughs> but, um, All right. Well, I will. ARK is getting 
significant inflows still, like year to date, something like billion plus, and I think in the month, like a hundred million or something. And that's probably nothing compared to what it was. But this is Ark. Ark looks bad. That's all I'm gonna say. This is subreddit called Noah Get the Ark. <laughs> <laughs> It, it like highlights all the worst aspects of society in various ways. But um, that chart reminds me of that subreddit because that chart is looking quite rough. Um, I'm just rolling through a couple of things. Just yeah. ETH BTC. Yeah, the dudes who sanctioned torna- Tornado Cash. Thank you, Devin Rose uh, in the chat. Uh, the dudes who sanctioned Tornado Cash and shout out Coin Center suing the yeah, that's, Treasury. That's yes, Janet Yellen. Yeah. Um, Yellen v. Naraj. Imagine that. <laughs> love it. I'm team Naraj all day. Yeah. Um, BTC back to the same place it's been. There's literally nothing to say about this chart. Just it's in this crazy distribution, reaccumulation. Maybe there's something like coffee in there developing. Who knows? Who cares? Just worth mentioning. Um, we looked at ENS as a good-looking chart. Are there any other good-looking charts? Adam? I think of, on a relative basis, BNB probably still looks good against everything. But see, BNB's not even on my watch list because I don't have it. Well, that's another thing. Like, Do you want to trade or do you want to be right, Brian? I don't BNB, have anywhere to has, buy it. Where could I buy well, that's, BNB? That's part of it, yes. But they also have centralization issues. Um, you can buy it on Binance US. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Anyway, that chart probably looks good against everything else because it's up. I think Matic looks pretty good against everything else. Uh, they have fundamental inflows based on what I can tell on chain as well. Uh, I'm looking at Matic relative to BTC. It's like up yeah, that looks great. Highs. Looks that looks amazing. Terrific. <laughs> um, if you look at their, this is what really stuck out to me this week on Matic was their. Uh, Active addresses are now they're past all time highs. I don't know what go, what's going on there. It's probably some nonsense, but um, if you go to PolyScan and pull up their active addresses, it's at all time highs right now. Seven hundred eighty-two thousand active addresses yesterday. I don't know why. Good for them. Look at XRP, two hundred week moving average. How, how capture and retest? No, that's not real. Speaking of people who are in lawsuits, is this trying to price in some bullishness for the lawsuit? I don't know. That's, I, that's what your XRP. I can't, trade it, I can't trade it anywhere, right? What does it matter? Yeah, I agree. I'm just looking at all the all this stuff that I haven't looked at very much. Um, Link never did the thing that I wanted it to do. It looks like trash. Well, Link, like ETH. Uh, and kind of like the rest of crypto stuff we haven't talked about. There's, there's a ton of custodial announcements with institutions and banks and BNY Mellon. And there's a Google announcement with Coinbase cloud or Google cloud announcement with Coinbase regarding p- the payments. Like there's all these little headlines that aren't going to mean anything in a bear market, but in a bull market, they'll have massive effects because we'll have this, this rotating close the loop economy with crypto. We'll have uh, better inflows, more access, that sort of thing. Um, what were you just looking at? Uh, I don't know. I moved on to Ape, which is okay. a coin I'd like to short. Well, I lost my point, but um, I forget. I was already looking at how I want to short Ape. That's I, fair. I point actually, is, I, I like the Ape ETH pair trade. 
speaking of speaking of lawsuits, they got sued. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where I got to this. <laughs> Which isn't this a bigger issue with airdrops though? Because like, what what's what did SEC have the issue with? I didn't read the suit, but uh, I don't know. Because um, if like that airdrop was problematic, aren't all airdrops problem problematic at that point? Or just was it just based on owning the NFT? I have no idea. I need to look it up. Um, I, should, I, yeah, I need to read up on I that. I just think from a pure valuation perspective, Ape is still really high. Um, and it feels like a relatively comfy thing to be well, speaking Speaking of ARC and uh, SMA products or indice products, they have Ape in one of their products. And that, that's just funny to me. This Could you imagine pretty. going to an institution and like trying to sell Ape coin? No, <laughs> like being convicted that's, about it. That's like, partly why it feels comfy for me to just, if I was going to short something, just be short ape all the time. See, so, you no know, Cardano looks like ADA USD. That looks like how you'd expect BTC to look. How anything breaking in support? Yeah, that's exactly how you expect like it. To three, look. Two, three weeks from now, this is what Bitcoin would start to look like. This is a this is a really pretty breakdown. That's like pure consolidation. Ugly, 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 ugly. Charles Hoskinson tweets something stupid. Oh, sorry. Tweet chat can't see it there. Love that. Love that stage of the market we're in every week now where you got to move your head. Well, that looks like somebody who's uh, unloading. Uh, yeah. Somebody's got like unlocked. wapping out or something. Unlocked. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Panic. Panic selling the unlock. I don't know about panic, but just like, all right, we've had enough. Let's just get rid of this thing. That's mm-hmm. what that looks like to me. Um, AVAX looks like it's ready to follow. Yeah, anything at lows ha- is at risk for breaking them. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't I, know if you can. Can you see my screen? No, you can't. Uh, I'm pulling it up. I just think that. You can't. Sh- yeah, you're stuck oh, on no. Twitter. I'm just going to take you off. Tell me where to go. Um, I'll send you the link. Hopefully, nobody can hear that uh, in the background, but I'm sure you can. I can. Because I want to end on a good note here, you know, and just if it's a Ponzi scheme or something that's doing this, just don't tell me. Just let me have happy thoughts, right? Okay. Um, it's the uh, oh, the poly scam thing. Holy cow! Poly polygons active addresses. Yeah, hold on, I gotta reshare my screen from a different because I didn't have the window. There we go. No, again, I'm sure this is complete nonsense. But <laughs> it looks great, right? It does. It's uh, terrific. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. If you look at transactions, they aren't up as significantly, certainly. so it, uh, It's just a civil attack. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be at this point. Who knows? I, I don't know what's going on new, there. But new token, fork, economics, airdrop, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. Algernon, I'm in for it, Flower, Flowers for Algernon asks, why do people still look at active addresses? That's not his actual name, but... Um, because for me, it's a way to just simplify utility, um, active addresses and transactions. People need valuation metrics, and that's one place you can look. You can say, okay, is anybody actually doing anything with this stuff and using it? You go to the source, go to the chain, right? Go to active addresses and transactions, see what's going on. So it is important, especially to like institutional players who need fundamental re- reasoning and rationale to get into this stuff i like it okay on a weekly chart i don't really like it on a daily 
I don't know. I have a hard time trading these. This reminds me of the way BNB has been in previous markets, which has performed well. It's just like when it's 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 hovering in no man's land. It looks like a falling wedge a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. But it just looks like if the market turns down, this has the most room to fall. <laughs> you know, like 30% in one day type of move versus, you know, only 10% in one day on your other garbage coins. I just have, I have very low tolerance right now for non-majors. No, that's fair. It's, um, I don't know. It looks better than everything else, though. It's not at its lows, at the very least. Yeah, I can't. I can't uh, argue with you there. Flowers for Algernon asks or comments that they're easily spoofed on chain stuff. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. There's a massive observer effect. If people know you're looking at this stuff for valuation, they will pump it on purpose. Uh, right. We saw this with multiple chains historically and we continue to see that. So I'm right there with you, um, which is why it's important to investigate what's happening when you see numbers like that. Like why is that at all time highs? You know, how do you analyze sushi with your fundamental analysis hat? Sushi? With <laughs> yeah. The horse stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it dumped for a couple days from horse news. Um, the funny thing about sushi is like months and months ago, they were talking about treasury diversification. They had some um, governance proposal. And anytime this comes up with any project, the smart thing to do always is to just sell everything to cash. Okay. That's the smart thing. It doesn't send a great message to the people holding the coin, obviously. Yeah. But the smart thing to do is always to sell everything to cash. And I'm sure the treasury is down 80% uh, from when they had this governance proposal. The weekly chart looks really good to me. I just, I don't know. The sushi's existence to me uh, is flimsy, so I have a hard time wanting to buy stuff like that. Uniswap looks reasonable as well. They just raised money at a $1.6 billion valuation on the Uniswap Labs. How that Reference as a token, I have no idea, man. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't. That's another interesting thing. All these like labs and trusts or whoever they are raising money, yet still having coins that they're selling. Yeah, they're and it's not a security, by the way, according to them. I don't know. It's just all it's it's all just silly. DNS is by far the best looking chart in the ecosystem. And that's actually deserved. It's the best looking protocol in the ecosystem as well. Well, it's got utility that you can measure, right? This goes back to the on-chain active address stuff. Like, sure, it might all be nonsense, but people are using it. Definitely. It has undeniable actual utility that people are using. You may not agree with a privacy component or whatever, but people are using it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't really have intentions of doing very much until this chooses a direction. Do you have any difference in that opinion? No, I mean, I agree. I think you're either waiting for 12 to 14 or you're just doing nothing. Yeah, I would love to, I would actually really love to risk on in some of these performers. Like, I'd love to buy ENS. Um, Well, I don't know what the token does. So again, it's like, it has great utility, but what does the token do? 
why is the token round yeah, a million? Who cares? I'd, <laughs> I'd rather. That's. I mean, hey, that's fair. It's if crypto, the fundamental look, protocol it, has value, I'll just. I, I I do think there's the market will still give the benefit of the doubt to the token having eventual value accrual as well, even if that's incorrect. Like Uniswap's a safer bet than well, a, less, a lesser a lesser on chain swapping protocol. You know, of Uniswap or Link or any of these other like obvious huge utility players in the ecosystem that doesn't like wrap into value accrual though. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, we'll have to leave that for another discussion. <laughs> okay. Um, I really would love to see a dollar top. I don't know when it'll happen. Maybe it's happening right now. Um, I li- I hate this fade that we're getting today on the back of a potential reversal day. Maybe we see follow through on the new week. But yeah, but that's expected, right? Again, nothing's changed fundamentally. The Fed's still going to raise rates. Inflation's still forty-year high. Nothing's changed. You know, it's just a matter of whether whether we start to price in future changes. Right now, I feel like sentiment is very, very bearish, but I don't know if positioning is very, very bearish. So yeah, I feel like sentiment in TradFi is definitely the most bearish I've ever seen it. Uh, well, the I mean the 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 whole thing about bonds having their worst year ever, the sixty forty portfolio having its worst year in a in a hundred years. Yeah. I mean that's devastating. <laughs> you know, like it's really bad. So yeah. it's justified, and I I'm bullish for twenty twenty three. I'm not sure if I'm bullish for Q four anymore. Um, I would feel much more comfortable if we just got the washout, get it out of your system, you know. See, we just need Jay to raise rate, double just rates overnight. Puke so you can out. feel better later. Re- revisit the COVID style, uh, you know. Liquidity crisis. Te- potentially going to zero in one night type thing. Yep. And uh, just get it over with. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's leave it there. Thanks All for right. joining us, everybody. Follow Josh on Twitter at Carpe Noctum. Check out Flip if you haven't played Fantasy Flip. Check it out. Flip.xyz. It's going well. We got like 2,500 people playing. Got some folks making profits. Uh, uh, Fake profits. It's fantasy. Right. Imaginary. Imaginary. It's a game. Uh, But it's a lot of fun. And you can still win every week. There's prizes every week. And then there's a grand prize for somebody that uh, does the best. So go to flip.xyz. We got a lot of cool stuff about to launch. In addition to that, that's not fantasy. Catch you next time. Thanks so much. Appreciate everybody. Very good. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Monuments crumble.